Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. Good morning. Good morning, Faj. You're making me laugh. I know. I know. It's it, it's a listeners. Good morning to you too. My dad and I have this thing that I've been doing since I was probably I don't know how old I was. Dad, little seven, yeah. little. I it's something that is really stupid. I just start. I I'm gesture as if I'm talking with my hands, but I'm not actually saying anything. And for as long as I can remember, it just kills my dad. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's so funny. I don't know why. It's actually not that funny, <laughs> but he just, I can't do it and he can, he cannot not laugh at it. So. And then Christina um, started doing it during the uh, opening song monologue or whatever. And uh, yes, so I started laughing. So plus I'm very happy, Christina, because you're feeling better. We, we missed a yes. week because uh christina's voice she didn't feel well and she was sick but on top of that she sounded like the creature from the black lagoon which i don't even know what the creature sounds like but <laughs> if that creature i still could don't talk... sound normal but i still don't sound completely normal but i do sound much better yeah we literally i actually we were planning on recording virtually because we couldn't see each other in person because obviously no he did not want to get what i had um but I called him and we were on the phone and he was like, you can't record. And I was like, I mean, I think I can. He's like, no one's going to want to hear you like this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you can't make the listeners listen to you like this. And I was like, oh, that's a very fair point. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I'm very happy but, yeah. that you're, you're all better. Yep. Yep. It took a little, took a little bit of time and we, we are still recording virtually this morning just to be safe. So Sorry if the sound isn't as good as usual. We will be back to normal uh, on our next episode. But for now, at least we're able to, uh, we are able to record and we are able to virtually see each other. There you go. So we're good. So yeah. we have a very interesting episode that we want to present to you today. And this is on a concept called sunk cost fallacy. And we've done a couple of these, uh, for example, survivorship bias and opportunity cost and things like that. And this has to do with, uh, it's a decision-making concept, and it has to do with a, a term called sunk cost. And what are sunk costs? Do you want to define it, Christina, or do you want me to? Well, I'm going to, I'm not going to give the um, textbook definition, we but I do. think um, <laughs> we, we never do, but the way that I see the sunk cost and, you know, sunk cost fallacy um, is really every single day, there are things that we're choosing to, you know, um, invest our time, energy, money, whatever it is in. Um, and there are things that we may have already committed a certain amount of investment into, right? So something that mm -hmm. we've already spent the money on, we already spent the time on. Um, and what we're going to talk about today is once you've spent the money, it's a sunk cost, right? Right. So 
So today we're going to kind of talk about some of the decision making. And this rings very true to me. I've been doing a lot of purging at home. And it rings true to me because there's uh, a decision that you have to make between whether or not you want to continue to sink time, energy, money, and in sink investment into a certain thing. And something that I'm trying to keep this top of mind with is things I've already purchased. So as I'm going through my closet and I'm looking through things, there's, you know, dresses I've held up that I used to wear for work often. And I spent a lot of money on them. And I think, oh gosh, well, you know, I spent so much money on this. I should, I can't get rid of that, right? Or this has, still has the tag on it. But if it's keeping me from, you know, being able to appreciate the other clothes that are in my closet, if it's something that's going to continue to sit there and it just doesn't suit the lifestyle that I have anymore because, you know, we're not maybe out wearing dresses as often for work anymore and things like that, then what's the point, right? I'm continuing to invest in it, whether it's time and energy or just my peace, right? That instead of getting rid of it. So the idea, the idea of this sunk cost fallacy is the decision point where you, you make the call and say, I'm no longer going to continue to sink investment or time or money, energy into this thing. I'm going to kind of cut the cord and decide that it was a sunk cost and uh, it no longer serves me and that's okay. That's it. That's it. And I like the way you, you use clothes. I'm the opposite. I haven't bought new clothes in 15 years. So <laughs> I, don't know. I keep I, buying I, you new clothes I, and I you look, get frustrated. <laughs> I, I look the same. <laughs> but that's exactly it. So a sunk cost is, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, you've spent the money. And, and think about it. We, we all do this. You know, um, uh, let's say uh, I'm, I'm funny with this on uh, maybe watching something on Netflix, you know, or something. And I start it. And I'm like, oh, two episodes in. I really don't like it, but I've just wasted like two and a half hours on this show already. So let me just keep going, right? Silly stuff. I know these are silly examples, but in business, no, but it's true. It's, it's very it's true. So true. It's so true. And our and and when you think about how important and precious time is, the the thought that we would squander our time, we do it all the time. I think that's such a good example show, right? Where you're kind of like, I don't even enjoy this show anymore, but I felt like I, you know, I committed to, I've, I've actually heard my mom, we've heard mom talk about, uh, I think Grey's Anatomy as an example. She's been watching this show for the better part of the last like 15 plus years. And she's like, I don't even think I enjoy it anymore, but I right. put so much time into it that I have to see it through. And it's right. like, well, why? <laughs> right. And, and, you know, where, where this becomes more serious, you know, than you know, we're being funny, like your clothes or. Uh, you know, watching a show on Netflix or TV or something. Um, the point of this, in case listeners, if you're listening and saying, okay, so what's the point? The sunk cost fallacy is that when making a decision, sunk cost should not enter into that decision as to what to do next. So if you are investing in a business or in a, uh, a new endeavor, or new product launch, or anything, anything that you are moving forward with time and money, you do all the planning, put it together, and you start down the road. 
if you in either your analysis or in real life, it's losing money, um, people aren't engaged with it, or whatever the rationale is that's making you question that activity. When you enter decision making mode, you know, that you're going to decide what to do next, the investment in the project of time and money should not enter into your decision as to whether you have you should proceed or not. Because that's the fallacy. The fallacy is, yeah, I know it sucks. Everything is bad. You know, we're not happy with it. And we're losing money. But God, we've spent $10,000 and about 200 hours on this. Let's just see it through. Well, what are you seeing through? Now you're going to invest $25,000 and 500 hours. You, you follow? So it simply Why? says, eliminate that sunk cost from your decision making. And here's where opportunity cost comes in. Opportunity cost is the cost of what would an alternate decision, what are you losing by not taking an alternate path? And that's what's so you know, critically important. Don't make your sunk cost part of your decision making aspect. That's such a good way of describing it because, so, and I, I think as leaders too, it's important to make sure that your teams, uh, don't cling to, you know, well, the company, I signed us up for an investment in this. So I need to make sure that investment has returned, right? <laughs> like making sure that you empower other people to think about it the same way and say like, it doesn't matter if we already invested something like every decision should be made on what's the best decision for us right now. Correct. Correct. Now, if you take, you know, for example, investing, um, you know, people talk about, well, I, I, over the past year, I was able to earn a 10% return on my money, right? Or a 5% or a 15%. Well, that return on your money, just using the same example, may have been some of your stock investments or bonds or whatever you invested in might have made 25% and some of them may have lost 15%. You follow? So if you just look at the losses and go, oh my God, you know, on that investment, I lost $15,000. Well, okay, that's true. You did. <laughs> uh, bad investment. But on these other two investments, you made you made $25,000, you're still up $15,000. You got it? You know, overall, right. think of that. It, it's a little, at least to me, it's a little clearer to see what a sunk cost is. In other words, I've lost 10,000 on this investment. I'm going to, I'm going to close it out. It, it doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere. And you continue to look forward. You don't dwell on it. You don't go, oh my God, 10,000. I could have bought a nice dress, right? One of your, your clothes, that's probably a dress and maybe a pair of shoes yeah. for 10 grand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Just kidding. Uh, you follow, but we don't. We I don't wish I would. Let, I, I aspire to have that kind of money I that know. a dress is $10,000 yeah. um, a shoe. Yes. But we don't think that way in other types of investments like a business project or, or you know, maybe something you invested in. When I say invested in, maybe you bought some software for your business. And you thought right. this software, it cost you X amount of dollars. You thought it would work well. And now you're realizing for your business, it's not really working that well. But we always say, you know, but I, I already did.
did this and already invested all this money. Well, in reality, your decision-making should be, okay, we blew it. We made a mistake. It doesn't really work. Let's see what we can find. That's better. And by the way, this also involves personnel. If you've hired somebody mm -hmm. and yes, you've put money into training and you've put money into, you know, that person, but they're not quite turning out the way you wanted. Be wary of the soft, the sunk cost fallacy in that regard. Also make your future, your decisions for the future based on what's the, what is proper and ignore the investment unless you can see a way out of it. Yeah. I think this is something that is also, uh, important to consider in relationships even mm -hmm. how often do you hear people talk about um you know people talk about relationships that are not positive ones in their life it could be their you know romantic partners it could be you know a spouse it could be a uh, a friendship and if if it's really if there's no if there's not positives and if it's no longer serving you sometimes people say well you know, we've been friends for so long. So, right. you know, I put up with things that I wouldn't otherwise put up with. And that same, you know, as you look at your life and you look at, you know, what makes you happy and the people and relationships and things that, um, that enhance your life, those are decisions that, you know, also take that sunk cost out of things like the time, the time investment. And, you know, you could say, well, if, that relationship is bringing negativity instead of positivity, then maybe it doesn't matter how long it's been in place, right? How long you've been well, friends and the yeah, history and that you have. Correct. And, and the, the word maybe is, is what you have to start. Not you. I'm just saying you said that yeah, how people right. think that's the word you take out that time investment. And, you know, Oh, they're, you know, my family knows them and we have such history together. That's your sunk cost. Your future, your decisions about whether to go in the future, that should not be considered. So what are you considering? So someone may be listening. Some of you listening may say, well, my God, that's pretty cold. I mean, if, the, if you have a, you know, there's such history and you've been through this and that or whatever, but what is the reason that you're questioning the relationship, Right. There's what that's what your decision making is. Why am I questioning this relationship? Why am I questioning this project? Why am I questioning that software? Why am I you follow? That's right. the decision that has to be that's, that's what has to be included in your brainstorming and in your decision making process, not the investment of time and money you have in that person, in that project in that uh, software in that system, whatever that is. And exactly. Yeah. And, and I think so much of it is a lot of times we have this gut feeling that something's not right. Mm -hmm. And you can use the time investment that sunk cost as a, a rationale for why, you know, you keep something right, right. the way that right. it is. And I think removing that, you know, if you've got that gut feel, if there's, and if there's something telling you, I would be happier or, you know, this would work better if I, you know, if I cut this out of my life, this person, this thing, this, you know, whatever it is, um, chances are that it's, it, 
that's a reason to open your mind to thinking a little bit differently. And if you've got that gut and intuition that's telling you something isn't right, then (laughs) this is a way to start. You know, I think, yeah, maybe it is cold, but at the same time, like as we get older, I think it's life is more and more about you have limited time and, you know, you need to start thinking about how you make that, make the most of all that time Mm -hmm. that you have. Right. And and I like the word, I you know maybe because I like uh, you know horror movies or something. But I like the I like the term sunk cost because if a ship sinks, you don't see it anymore. It's gone. There's nothing you can do about it. And you can't get it back. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, you could yank it up out of the ground somehow or whatever. What are you going to do with it? It's gone. And that's what. Right. That's why. All we're saying is it doesn't mean you're not going to have a funeral for the ship (laughs) for the cost. It doesn't mean you're not going to regret all the time and money you put into it. You're going to learn from those mistakes. What's that? You're going to mourn the loss of the ship. You're going to mourn it, right. And and you're going to analyze what mistakes were made so you don't repeat them. But the point is the fact that you have those costs are not to be entered into when you're making your decision making going forward that's the key that's the that's the element of of you know brilliance in in the sunk cost fallacy is take it out of the equation now go ahead and figure out what it is yeah without that what would your decision be that's correct then you can go back and say, okay, well, it's still there. But without that, what would your decision well, be? Well, I still be depressed. That I decision still, is much yeah. easier. Right. I'm still... Like when I'm going through purging my closet and if like, if I'm not thinking about what I spent on things or the fact that I only wore it once or the fact that I didn't wear it at all um, or the fact that somebody gave it to me and it's sentimental, if I'm literally just thinking about that piece of clothing in front of me, I have a lot, much easier time throwing it in a bag and saying somebody else will benefit from this. I mean, you know, we, we do this all the time because most women would be running around with their wedding dress on when you think of the sunk cost that went into that decision. <laughs> yeah. How many visits to the place, the fittings, the money, the whole bit. Right. You'd be like, how can I wear this once? I got to wear this every weekend, every time I go out. <laughs> right. And how so, can I fit so, into this again? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so... So that's what that's what we wanted to cover because this is do an important any, thing. Do you have any dad at your right at your ripe age? Um, oh boy! Any examples? <laughs> <laughs> ripe age. At your ripe age, dad, do you have any examples of like when you think back to decisions you made or like you know some of the businesses that you've started over the years? Is there a time when this was not? true in your life and where you kind of like just doubled down on like the wrong things and ended up sinking a lot more than sure. you probably sure. should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because care to, care to expand. Oh, you want, you want an example? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard for me to, uh, I don't know. It's difficult to, difficult to say. Uh, it's okay. You don't have to share. Well, no, I'm, I'm just, because you kind of hit me, uh, hit me cold with that one. And I don't, I don't know, but I will say that, uh, it's, if, if you don't evaluate your current situations, you know, and, and what I mean personally or projects you're working on or any of those things, 
you end up rolling along, you know, with that. I, well, I'll give you an example because when I I started a computer consulting company back when I first left uh, accounting, and it, and it was an accounting it was accounting software. My my unique selling proposition was that I was uh, probably the only accountant actually selling accounting software, where most of the accounting software was sold by programmers. You know, so a lot of accounting departments at the time were frustrated because they didn't really understand accounting. So as as much as that was a success, and I did did very well with that, um, as competition came in and as uh, full, you know, more companies started building fully featured accounting software, I would say that I stayed with that probably longer than I probably should have. But then I migrated into into um, sales and CRM and things like that. So I, it wasn't something that I probably thought of. It was just as the market changed, I kind of morphed with you know with the market. Um, but I may have say, stayed selling accounting software longer than I should have. I didn't lose any money or anything, but you know. Yeah. But it's a, you know it's a good question. Right. But we all have that. Yeah, no. And, I was and, just thinking. I mean, I like I, I think it's easy to it's easy to think of these examples in the terms of a TV show that you spent too much time watching that you didn't really enjoy anymore, or you know, in some like I'm talking about purging my closet, right? All the things that I'm like, okay, I spent money on these things, and because of that, I've held on to them, and and now I have a, a surplus issue of I don't have enough space for all of this, right? So it's. Mm -hmm stealing my piece and the sunk well, cost is you know what i spent is sacri I, my piece is sacrificed for these things right so yeah. that's like but you know just thinking through um you know those are those are kind of like small and, and well, personal and kind of funny examples but yeah. i was just uh i can't think of like i'm i'm happy i don't have one in my personal life like relationships um well, uh, yeah, here's what I'm going to say from a business perspective right now. Right. What I will say is that one of the reasons that we lean on sunk cost is because change is sometimes more scary than a present unhappiness. If you want to, if that makes any sense. Um, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to be so like, it's like your whole life or anything. What I'm just saying, this can be, you're unhappy with a project. You're unhappy with a car. You know, hey, I bought that car. It's a crappy car, and it's been a lemon. But, geez, I've I put in $10,000 into that car, so I got to make it work. You know, where that's an example of sunk cost. If you forget that 10000 would you go and sell that car and buy another one? You follow? If the answer yeah. is yes. Would you be happier because every time you look at that car, you think about the $10,000 you put into it? <laughs> Correct. But it keeps breaking down. Getting rid of it. And I'm stuck yeah, on the side of the road. And we're not right. all like you that getting rid of it from the side of the road, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know if the, the listeners know that story. Th this is the this is the issue. We'll have to tell it another time. But this is the issue of sunk cost. Linked to that is fear of change. Linked to that is comfort. In I can't tell you how many times people say, "Well, yeah, but I'm used to it," or "I'm used to this," or "or yeah, it's okay. It is what it is." And, you know, things like that about things that they're not necessarily happy with. 
and they use sunk cost as a crutch, as a yeah, rationale. Correct. Correct. So. Yeah. I, I love it. And I, I think we are not suggesting, I think that's a good point, Dad. We're not suggesting that you blow up your life. We're not suggesting <laughs> no, that no. all of these things, we are not suggesting that, that there's a lot of things that need to change. But uh, when you take that, that prior investment, the sunk cost out of things, maybe you'll see that your decisions will be different and mm -hmm. you'll feel a little bit more empowered to make decisions um, that serve the life you want in the future rather than the life you had in the past. That's it. Very good. Very I good. I see your wheels turning. Did I, I'm did, afraid that a did dad I tell joke you? is a <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Did I tell I you about you spinning. Did, did I tell you about Joe's cleaners? The others folded. Oh, this is relevant. The others folded, but we pressed on. <laughs> That's inappropriate like that? for the sunk cost. Uh... <laughs> exactly. Joe's cleaners did not listen to sunk cost. No, they pressed on. They pressed on. That's wow. it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll lighten it up before we leave. How many parrots does it take to screw in a light bulb? They say two can do it. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so sorry, anyway, listeners. If you liked what yeah, you heard, I, please like, subscribe. <laughs> you you're just a fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm questioning everything, Dad. I'm questioning the future of this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but if you liked what you heard, please like, subscribe, share with a friend. We look forward to being in person for this uh, in a couple of weeks together. And um, if you have ideas for an episode, Shout and let us know what you, what your ideas are. And uh, if you have an idea for a guest, we would love to hear from you as well. Very Thanks good. for listening. And we will uh, see you all in a couple of weeks. We will. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. Did you know about the man who went to the doctor and said, doctor, I keep having... Oh, you're on a real roll, huh? I keep having visions of the future. When did these start? The doctor said, next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.